Welcome to an inspirational message recorded live at Little Falls Christian Center. Praise the Lord. Oh, we're so ready for this year. Are you ready for this year? Are you ready? How are you doing? I missed revival last night, and Pastor Harold reminded me of that. But I had a job to do, and it's good, because they're going to fill this hole, and we're happy with that, amen. Nobody need to bring sand. They're gonna do it with, by themselves. So, you know, it's, 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 it's hot in the spirit. Today, as I, as I was preparing, waves of the Holy Spirit, when the waves of the Holy Spirit comes upon you, then you immediately want to preach what you experience. Now I understand, Pastor Harold, <laughs> that he's always had a tough time getting to the pulpit. But it's, it truly is, there's waves of the Spirit of God busy with his people. Amen. And this time of the year is all about fire. We've had fire in the beginning of the year for many years. And it's a good time to test your fire. It is a good time to test what kind of fire is burning on the inside of you. When Pastor Harold just now mentioned, you know, do you remember the day you got saved? That day, 32 years ago, in the tent with Pastor Harold's ministry, I received an anointing from God. You received an anointing from God. And the anointing that immediately came upon me was to open my mouth. Literally. You know, I, last Sunday when Maud ministered, I truly experienced such a powerful anointing that we went from the church and we went quickly to the spa to get some, some stuff. And as I was walking around, people were watching me. And I thought, you know, is the anointing so heavy today? <laughs> and I was walking and I just saw faces. I thought, okay, wait, get the stuff, get to the till. And the lady said to me, you must pray for me. Will you continue to pray for me? We need prayer here. And I thought, yes, wow, the anointing is heavy upon me. And I walked to the car and I was wondering, you know, why, why are the people looking at me so much? As I got to the car and I just wanted to say to Gussie, something strange is happening. I saw that I had my pastor's badge still on. <laughs> <laughs> I nearly misjudged the anointing with a tag. <laughs> but we're on fire for Jesus, amen. I want to speak to you tonight truly about the fire that burns in the spirit and the fire that should burn in your life. Because if there's no fire that's burning, then tonight is the night that God is going to ignite in the spirit fires. Amen. Tonight is that kind of night in the spirit. So let me quickly bring you to fire. 
Have you ever heard of a flashpoint? Anybody? The terminology flashpoint. Let me just use a couple of minutes just to bring you into, into the picture of flashpoint. What is a flashpoint? A flashpoint is something that at a certain point, there's a combustion, literally. It is where, where when you light something, that thing that you want to light has a flashpoint. When heat is applied to a certain substance, then there's a flashpoint where the heat of the flash is transferred to the item and then the item starts burning. I'm going somewhere with this. So listen to this. Every single thing on earth can be burned. Do you know that? Everything God has created has a flashpoint where it will start burning. Just to paper at nights at 93.33 degrees Celsius. Steel melts at 1,371 degrees, but it gets better. Tungsten melts at 3,400 degrees. Now that's hot. That's quite hot. Do you know that diamonds melt at between four to four and a half thousand degrees? This is quite interesting. The stuff God has made that it can burn. Now God has created his family. I'm going somewhere. God has created a family that he has put into his body, which is called the body of Christ. And at the point of combustion is the point of salvation. At that point, heat is transferred to the spirit of man and the spirit of man receives from God a flashpoint to be on fire. Church, to be on fire. If you have truly met Jesus Christ, then that combustion that has happened should steer a person in a direction. So, so everything God has created can be burned. The fact that we are on earth, yes, here's the thing. When it comes to what is fire, spiritual fire, spiritual fire, God is fire. God himself, his substance, his being is fire. That is the person we are dealing with. And we, who are the body of Christ, we are God's building. You are God's building. You are in fact God's building project. He has started with a building project with every human being. And I'll read to you this scripture. On my way to the pulpit, I got this. Now if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay and straw, each one's work will be become clearer or clear. 
for the day will declare it, because it will be revealed by fire. And the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If anyone's work which he has built on it, it endures, he will receive a reward. And if anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss. But he himself will be saved, yet as through fire. Do you not know? Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? That you are the temple of God and the fire that should burn on the inside of you is the fire that comes from God's throne room. And there's a fire for every person. In the Spirit, God transfers fire. So, so every Christian has a spark. What does this fire do to a person spiritually? You know what fire does to a person? God is holy. God is holy because He is fire. And when you properly, without compromise, allow the Holy Spirit fire to start burn, burning in, on the inside of you, then you become holy. Holiness is the key for this hour. Holiness, my dear child of God, is the one thing we all need. There is a certain repentance that should happen to all of us. And that repentance, you see, it's easy to repent of a quick lie, but we should start to repent about the things we are not doing for Christ. There are things that God wants to do with your life, and if it's not done, the only way to deal with that is by repentance. The Lord spoke to me and the Lord said, many people think they are waiting. No, God is waiting for repentance. It is by repentance that the Holy Spirit ignites the fire of His Spirit so that you might burn to this world for you are the light of the world. And the light of the world should burn. Just mentioning some names. The fire is in the sending. I know the fire starts burning when we are saved. But after that, the fire in a person's life increases. But it increases when a person becomes a saint person. When God spoke to Abraham, the moment Abraham made the decision and he gave the first step, that's the point where the fire started burning in Abraham's life. Jacob, when Jacob had his meeting with God, the fire caused him to walk like you know, he's limping better than he's walking. Can you imagine that your limp is better than your walk? God sent Joseph with a fire on the inside of him. And that man did not compromise in Egypt because he was a saint man. This world is Egypt. God is sending Josephs to Egypt. 
There's a sending in the Spirit busy happening. Open your heart for what God is doing in the Spirit. God sent Moses through that fire, that burning bush. That's the moment he said yes and stopped his excuses. Then Moses wasn't the same anymore. How can we be the same after we have been sent? There's a sending going on. When David went to Goliath, that first step on that battlefield, what do you think happened after that? Then David ran for the rest of his life. And then we have Solomon. The fire that Solomon got was the fire that built a temple. There's a building. You are God's building. You are God's building project. And it can only be done when the fire burns. So God sent his prophets. And now Isaiah is a great example. Isaiah 6 from verse 8. Isaiah was a man. And he experienced things. And the day that the king died, God spoke to him. And Isaiah uh, 6 verse 8 says, Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? Then I said, Here am I, send me. He didn't send him to the Maldives to go and have a holiday. What he sent Isaiah to was problems. But they needed to hear God's voice. They need, he needed to speak God's voice. This generation need to hear God's voice. And they will not hear it except from you. Church, this is serious. So, and he said, go tell this people. Keep on hearing, but do not understand. Keep on seeing, but do not perceive. How many people have given up on their family members, have given up on their colleagues, and they are just existing in the workplace? You see, when God sent him, it's not his job to worry about what God is doing. He should just speak and continue speaking and should warn the people. So, I read this and this is quite powerful to me. It is not so much the case that God has a mission for his church in the world, but that God has a church for his mission. God is on a mission. He doesn't care about economies. He doesn't care about troubles and trials. When he sends you, Go! Do you understand? Is the Holy Spirit busy working on the inside of you? The Holy Spirit is opening hearts because there's a sending going on in the Spirit. Mission was not made for the church. The church was made for mission. We've been created like God, in the image of God, that when your words fall, it has an impact. Now, when your words is the word of God, then can you imagine what God will do through you? If you say tonight, I'm taking my call 
serious. Tonight, everything about my life changes. We cannot stay the same. We can never stay the same, church. God has given us anointing. That first day, the first day after I got saved, I didn't know anything about anointing, but I know there was a burning, and the burning caused me that I could not leave people alone. I'm not better than you. I'm not, you know, I'm actually just as ordinary as any person, but I refuse to keep my mouth shut. Amen. Give the Lord a praise offering. So if you want to challenge me, the way to challenge me is tell me it cannot be done. Are you like that? I know Pastor Harold and Maud's like that. Do not use those words around them. See, God is consistently telling his people to go. What has God spoken to you last night? But last night was a move for sure. As I was watching with Gussie, she showed me again, and I, twice I went through last night. And as I sat there, I literally experienced the power of God coming upon me. And God said, go and challenge my people. My people need a challenge. You know, we cannot just go on. We need to have a mission, and that's God's mission. Every person you see, see that God has a mission with this person. See it. Believe it, then do it. It's in the doing that the reward is. How many times, you know, that the devil comes, especially if you want to evangelize, especially if you want to share Christ with the people, that the devil comes and, no, shush, play still. Not, not this one, no. That's the one. <laughs> that's exactly the one. You know, the, that's, that's the one. And you know who they are. And the Holy Spirit has been preparing their hearts. They are waiting. They'll end up in hell. This day, 180,000 people died and probably all of them went to hell. Every day, 180,000 people around this planet dies and are ending in hell. Why? We cannot allow that on the West Rand. We cannot allow it. Amen, Pastor Tabu, in Kogisu. You cannot allow it. How will you allow it? You are the one God has on his mission for you. But here's another thing we need to repent of. There's in every person seated under the roof here something to repent about. Every person. But our greatest repentance is about how we spend our time. Your time determines your value. How much you value what God values, that's where the fire of God will burn. The moment you value people, that's taking time. You cannot value what God values without having a proper repentance about your time. And sell your TV. We need to get back to those days. Sell it. Bring the money to church. We can do with it. Amen. 
So in Psalm 85, 6, it says, Will you not revive us again, that your people may rejoice in you? Show us your mercy, Lord, and grant us your salvation. Grant us your salvation. He said, the Lord Jesus was sent. I want to read to you from Mark eleven nine, and it says, Then those who went before and those who followed cried, saying, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the kingdom of our father David that comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna means, you know, it's, it's a wonderful, it's, it's easy on the tongue. It's a nice word. Do you know what Hosanna means? These people cried out, Hosanna. Hosanna means save us. Those people cried out for the Savior. Some of them were saved. Some of them got saved during the day of Pentecost. But then the Lord goes on. Right after this, something quite significant happened. And I've been reading this piece of scripture for all my life and I didn't see this. Verse 11 says, and Jesus went into Jerusalem and into the temple. So when he had looked around at all things, he looked at that temple. Now imagine you are a temple, but he saw the temple. For the last time, he went back into the temple as a free man. Because after this, he went to the cross. He looked around, he just wanted to go in and have a look. What did he see? Because the next time he went in was to discipline all of those people. That's when he went with a whip. Now God is not coming to his church with a whip, but he's coming to his church with a Holy Spirit fire to ignite the fires of God's people in their lives. There's the fire that comes when a person starts looking around you. The Lord was looking at this temple. I wonder what was going on in the Lord's mind. Probably this place will be broken down. This place is useless. That's the word for the temple that stood there. It was useless. It didn't mean anything anymore. It meant nothing. And when he walked away from there, certain things happened and he spoke. But never to return as a free man back to that temple. Now if God were to inspect Little Falls Christian Center or all the churches on the West Rand, what is the messages that's busy going out from the pulpits right now? What is the messages? Because our message is revival is in the air. How does a revival start? How does? Do you know that there could be all the people here tonight and half of the people would experience revival and half would not? Would that be God's fault? Or would that be us 
not placing ourselves in the place of full surrender. I haven't seen a person that have fully surrendered, that have not experienced great power in their lives. So church, we need to be at the place now. Now we need to get to the place about the Holy Spirit fire conference. What does the Holy Spirit fire conference mean to you? What does it really mean to you? For all of these years, it was the place that I didn't miss for anything, nothing, yet people would easily miss what is going on in the Spirit. So, I want you to start shouting Hosanna to this world. You need to shout it for yourself first. Father God, save me. That's where the fire of God starts burning in a person's life, when you become honest about your spirituality. And honesty, God waits for that because his conviction is there. Jesus said in Luke 3, I've got, we've got Luke 3.16 and John 3.16. The two is connected. Luke 3.16 says, I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I is coming, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to lose. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fan is in his hand and he will thoroughly clean out his threshing floor and gather the wheat in his barn, but the chaff will be burned with unquenchable fire. That is for real. And then John 3, 16, I must read it to you because it's good. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes on him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn it, but that the world through him might be saved. He who believes and is not condemned. He who believes is not condemned. That is the message to this church. He who believes is not condemned. That's the message on our tongues. That's the message we should take to the world that there truly is a Savior and He's still saving people and He's waiting to save people and tomorrow He wants to save people. Tonight He wants to save people. He wants to save. He wants to save he wants to use you and me. It's got to be a plan. This is the plan. It's such an easy plan. I cannot believe it's so easy. Listen to this. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit. You don't have to figure it out. Just do it. It sounds easy. <laughs> Just do it. Just speak. Let's say there's whatever number of people here tonight and those on the internet. If every person, you know, Post Adult is truly inspiring us to go beyond what we've ever done. Ever done. 
We reckon yesterday as gone, but today. You know, the call went out, a thousand people. The call went out. I'm taking that serious. Are you taking that serious? I know the whole pastoral team. I, you must see them. <laughs> They're just on fire. But these kind of people, God will not use. I've got to bring this in, I'm sorry. I'm a positive man, but I have to speak some negative things. These kind of people, God will not use. A pessimist. Because you're a pest. <laughs> the worst thing on a, on a team is the person that says, no, it cannot be done. Now, that person must immediately, no, let's, let's leave it. A self-satisfied person. I've done enough. That's it, thank you. I've done so much. I've, I've done, I've given my best. <laughs> I don't think there's a man on the planet that can mention those words to God. I've done my best. We should rather keep it out or say the following, I'll do my best. I'll do my best tomorrow for my church, for the kingdom of God, for my God, for his mission. I'll do it. Nothing's going to stop me. Church, say, nothing's going to stop me. Nothing's, say it again, nothing's going to stop me. Do you feel the anointing immediately? You see, that's like oxygen on a flame. The moment you say it, then the fire burns. I feel it. Nothing's going to stop us. Amen. And then I have another person, the unbelieving person. When God is busy moving and a person stands back, no, don't do it. That is quenching the fire of God's spirit with what God wants to do in your life. Start believing tonight. Start believing God wants to use you. Start believing your family members will be saved. Start believing you are healed. Start believing you have enough. And then, here's a terrible one, the worldly person. The worldly one, the one that plays games. Do not have worldly friends. Do not have them in your life. You go for them, you save them, then you step away from them because they will affect you because there's a spirit in this world. You see, there's a spirit of hell, from hell. That fire in hell is burning currently in the unsaved. You've got to quench that fire with the fire of God. Which fire wins? Which fire is greater? Greater is he who is inside me than he who's in this world. And I have to come to an end now. D.L. Moody said, he heard Henry Varley said the following, the world has yet to see what God will do with one man who is fully surrendered to him. But it goes on. Moody said, by God's grace, I'll be that man. Will you be another? Will you now become a prayer warrior. Will you now finally come 
to a prayer meeting? Will you now have a proper, I call it a proper quiet time with your God? You know what a proper quiet time is? We have been taught, at least, I know some people cannot do it, so don't feel guilty, I know it. But at least an hour praying in tongues, at least. Are we still praying in tongues? Is, is this still a tongue-talking, devil-casting out, out the church? You know, are we still that? Oh, yes, we are. I want to tell you. Oh, yes. So this is, these are the things that God loves. Love the things that God loves, and you'll be safe in this world. These are the things. God loves people. God doesn't love your dog or your cat. Wait, I've got to qualify that. <laughs> God just said it's good. But God loves people. You love your cat and dog and do a good job of that. But some people love their cat and their dog more than God. God loves sinners. God loves them. But there comes a time at death that it's too late. God loves Christians. That person you're fighting with, God loves that one. That one seated next to you. Don't look. <laughs> God loves those who do right. It's in the Bible. I have scripture for all of these. Plenty. God loves those who obey him. God loves those who treat others fairly. And then the last one, and this is a stunning one, God loves a cheerful giver. These are scriptures. These are not our word. These are his words. So if you do these and love these, you'll be safe in this world. Because if you love any, if you don't love this, what do, you, what do we love? What do we love? So we have an assignment. We have an assignment. Now, the, what the Lord spoke to me is, it's scary. And we need to pray for such people. But it needs honesty. It needs integrity. It needs a person that says, yes, I'm ready. And we want to pray for such people here tonight. People who have never led any person to Christ. Because there's a fire that needs to start burning on such people. God wants, and if you have not led any person for the past here to the Lord, God wants to touch people here. There's truly in the spirit a fire burning. Now, don't be shy. The devil enjoys, shyness comes from the devil. That's why he's hiding. He's always hiding somewhere. But God's people are bold as a lion. That's the altar call for this evening. There's an impartation going to happen to God's people. And this is not an accusation. 
This is from the Holy Spirit wanting God's people to be on fire. So, I want to make that call tonight as we have the band coming up, please. There's a song we're going to sing and then we as pastors, if Pastor Harold is okay with that, then we can minister to such. Don't walk out now. You're gonna miss it. <laughs> what God is going to do. I've been battling with this the whole day. Do we have something revival in the air here, Marie? Anything revival. And then we're gonna praise God and you are coming to the front and then this coming, not this coming Sunday. Don't think that tonight is the same as what's coming this coming Sunday to this church. Don't think it's that. This is your personal equipping for the works of the ministry. Amen. For more teachings like this and other material, please visit our website at www.littlefallsonline.com.